0: The Louisville Cardinals lost to the Air Force Falcons 31-28 in the Serb Pro First Responder Bowl on Tuesday afternoon. We'll talk about everything you need to know about that loss and more on this episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On global Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I want to take this time to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On global Podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team Every day, as I mentioned yesterday at the very, um, very end of the show and the conclusion that uh, Jeremy Wallman would be on the set today, that has actually been postponed till later on in the week. I want to save the, um, you know, the year-in-review episode for the final episode of the week and the final episode of the calendar year. So we're talking about the recap of the bowl loss, thirty-one to twenty-eight in the First Responder Bowl to the Air Force Falcons. The Louisville Cardinals in defeat. We'll start out talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly in that matchup, and then transitioning into the initial takeaways and reactions. And then finally, we'll answer the question: What does this mean, or how does this affect um, you know the outlook going into next season? And um, what does this um, you know, what does this loss represent? You know, heading into next season. Before we get to the content of today's show. Like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. You can uh, follow my personal Twitter in the uh, handle in the graphic in the bottom left hand of your screen. And the podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into it. As I mentioned, it was a... A tough loss for the Cardinals. Very close in the serpro First Responder Ball on Tuesday afternoon. The Cards lost 31-28. to 28, As we've done with a handful, or I should say the majority of the football games this season, we have done a good, the good, the bad, the ugly segment. We'll do that for the final time in the 2021 calendar year and until next fall. So, the good, you know, it's it's really hard to kind of depict the good in this situation. But the good for me is, is some notable players standing out in this contest, and I think that that bodes well for next season uh, for those players. And the, uh, I'm sorry, the bad is is ultimately um, some mishaps along the way, uh, not handling the little things well. And then the ugly, obviously, was the passing defense for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, you know, let's dive right on into the good section of it. Uh, you know, there were a handful of players that I mentioned, uh, you know, throughout the week to to some friends that I wanted to see get some, you know, some more targets, some more touches. Or, you know, depending on their position. I know on this show I had Amari Huggins, Bruce, and Marshawn Ford as the players that I thought were going to have breakout. Games and the players to watch. Marshawn Ford had two catches for 20 yards. I think he had I think he only had you know two or three targets. Amari Huggins Bruce was second on the team, three catches for 46 yards. It wasn't necessarily a lot going for the cards through the air. Malik Cunningham only had 207 yards through the air. The cards, however, on the ground, 37 carries, 192 yards, two touchdowns, led by True freshman, Travion Cooley, 18 carries, 92 yards, and a touchdown. It was great to see him um, do good with Jalen Mitchell out for the game, and we wish him, you know, um, and all those that weren't able to make it, you know, we wish them the best. And um, you know, hope they'll hopefully they're able to you know get stronger uh, past this and stuff like that. Uh, depending on what um, they've been through and why they had to miss the game, uh, but ultimately Travion Cooley played really well. Uh, Jawar Jordan, the Syracuse transfer, had the hundred-yard kickoff return for the touchdown after uh, Air Force went up twenty-one to seven. So that was a big answer for the Cardinals. And then um, you know. Tyler Harrell. Every time I feel like his number is called, he does great things. He led the cards in receiving four for 80 and a touchdown. He had a touchdown in in that second half. That w- that was pretty solid. So ultimately, I think that you know it was it was a pretty good turnout for a lot of players that I was looking out for. Unfortunately, that just didn't end up being enough. And into the bad part of the segment. I feel like the one of the recurring themes for this this team this season has been not handling the little things all that well you know um you know costly penalties costly turnovers stalling drives in the red zone um you know not you know not it's just small things um you know not or oral I'm sorry allowing air force to convert on third and long for a passing offense that hasn't necessarily been good this season. There's, there was a couple instances of the cards not handling the little things. Well, um, uh, you know, a couple that, that come to mind. Number one, that fourth and, um, fourth and goal from the two when they ran Travion Cooley and, uh, he ended up being a no gain. I felt like, uh, you know, the red zone offense has been a problem for the cards all season long, uh, statistically. And, um, yeah, I felt like this was was just kind of one more instance in that trend. There was a you know the third and fourteen in that um, in the drive that allowed Air Force to go up by ten, and you know that could have put the cards you know in position with the ball down four to go and win the game. Unfortunately, that ended up not being the case. Air Force converted on two third downs, longer than six yards on that long drive. There was the instance where Yasir Abdullah had uh, a big hit uh, on first down and uh, stopped the opposing uh, ball carrier deep in the backfield. I'm talking like four or five yards back. It set up second and 15, but it was a um, a dead ball after the play uh, face mask penalty on Louisville. And I, I think that that's the first time that I've ever seen that happen, but it just goes to show you, I mean, it's – it's the small things that add up and yeah one play or one instance or one penalty might not lose you a ball game but it definitely can can boil over it can (coughs) excuse me it can accumulate and you know you get a slew of instances like that and then at the end of the day you know you're looking and down by three points when the clock finally hits zero so you know, you, you can kind of go back and pinpoint certain instances, you know, is this truly a game? And if, if you know, Travion Cooley or, you know, the Louisville offense is able to get in, you know, fourth and – or third and goal from, you know, wherever they're at. So, you know, the bad is, you know, obviously not handling the little things well. And the ugly, obviously, is is the passing defense. And that kind of completely blew me away. Um Hazig Daniels led the game in passing yards. He was 9 for 10, 252 yards, two touchdowns, averaging 24, 25.2 yards per completion. Uh, Brandon Lewis had 5 for 172 and two touchdowns, had the 64-yard touchdown, in which he was completely wide open. Um I feel like the passing defense for the Cardinals has been something that they've struggled with, you know, consistently. You know, when they you know go up against a solid passing quarterback, you know, whether that be Brandon Armstrong, Sam Hartman, uh, Devin Leary, you know, the list goes on of all the you know the solid quarterbacks that they played in the ACC. Well, now you come into you know into a matchup you with know, a quarterback that doesn't have over a thousand yards total coming into the game, and he. Basically, eclipses a, a fourth of his total yards in in one game. That's not necessarily something that could happen. I feel like um, the Cardinals did pretty decent on the ground. Uh, you know, containing Air Force. I mean, Air Force averaged three point one yards per attempt. They, uh, you know, they they're the number one rushing offense in the country. Three hundred forty yards on average. They had nearly half of that one seventy on the ground today against the Cardinals. So we've seen to where Louisville's kind of kept these high profile rushing offenses intact, but, you know, giving up those big plays through the air. And it looked like Hazek Daniels, you know, not necessarily a, a, a good quarterback, but at the end of the day, he made the Cardinals pay. And we'll, we'll talk about that more in, in the final segment, but the ugly has to be the passing defense. We're going to, you know, use this time to transition into the initial takeaways in reaction. And I think the initial takeaway for me is that, um, you know the cards just weren't good enough on both ends of the field, and I think that that's as simple as it comes down to. Well, I'll explain that rationale here in just a second. After we talk about our friends at Built Bar, it's the it's almost the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. It's Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better. It makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week 3, you might be thinking this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bar has you covered there. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of I'm sorry, 4 net carbs. And 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So do yourself a favor go to built.com with the wide variety of flavors and use the promo code locked15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's use the promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks again for making Lockdown On Lobo your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview is live ahead of Friday's semifinal action. So diving right on in to the initial takeaways and reactions and, you know, like I said, my 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 main takeaway from this is that the cars just weren't good enough on either end of the field, uh, and that it you know they struggled all season long to put together a truly complete game. Because as bad as the defense was in the first half, giving up twenty eight points. Cards only gave up three points in the second half. That came at the field, the field goal in the fourth quarter. The Cards outscored the Falcons fourteen to three in the second half, but it proved to be too much of a deficit for Louisville to overcome. Uh, offensively, the initial the takeaways are, you know, the. Passing offense really wasn't able to get anything going. I know people will harp on the play calling and, and everything like that, and I think that there's some merit to it. Um, I, I was I was wondering why at times Louisville wasn't utilizing the um, you know the athletes that that they have on the outside with Tyler Harrell and Amari Huggins, Bruce, etc. Lee Cunningham kind of struggled. Uh, to start the game, started out, but I think he was one for six. He ended up finishing 13 for 21, 207 yards um, and a touchdown. But I think that um, Satterfield and company did a good job uh, of getting the cards going on the ground. Like I mentioned, 5.2 yards per attempt, 37 rushes, 192 yards, and two touchdowns and led by true freshman Travion Cooley. Offensively, I mean, you, you, like I said, it's it's handling the little things. You, know, you have fourth and goal from you know the two yard line and and it doesn't work out and um you know it is what it is it, it's a risk that you obviously will probably you'll know, take more often than not but at the end of the day it, you know the cards weren't able to score good thing is the defense did go make the falcons go three now they got the ball back on the 49 and then scored shortly after that so Offensively, yeah. I mean, they put up 28 points. They lost. Malik Cunningham, I felt like, you um, know, didn't have his sharpest day as a pocket passer. Um, you, you, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, Scott Satterfield, the company uh, approach, you know, Malik Cunningham and um, how they're planning to use him in more of a, you know, a variety of ways in the 2022 campaign. So, Offensively it is not really where most of my gripes are. Uh, I felt like um, I was I was pleased with the rushing attack. I, I would have liked to have seen the ball thrown a little more, especially you know deep, because I thought that Tyler Harrell, you know, on his touchdown, he just basically beat the guy down the field and um, you know beat him on a on a on a route straight to the end zone. So. You know, definitely love to see what what he's been able to do when his number's been called. I, I I still wish there were more targets for Marshawn Ford. I feel like great things happen when you do get him the football. And um, but you know, credit this Air Force defense. The Air Force defense came into the game like I mentioned, top twenty in pretty much every single statistical category. The Cards were able to you know, rush against the nation's seventh-ranked rushing defense that gives up just under 95 yards per game. But it was the Cardinal defense is where I kind of um, started scratching my head. And, um, you know, as, as much as, you know, we, we need to focus on improvements, let me, you know, go out and start by saying this. You know, this is a defense that has been decimated by injury and transfer, you know, losing – Um. Monty Montgomery at the beginning of the season, basically. And then you have Catrell Clark, your starting cornerback out. Greedy Vance, um, you know, you're arguably your third best cornerback. He um, entered the transfer portal. He wasn't um, playing for the Cardinals this game. I believe Trey Franklin may have gotten hurt in this one. Uh, can't confirm, but I, I know we saw a lot of uh, Rance Connor. So, you know, Trey Franklin's a limited availability. Kendrick Duncan Jr., uh, had a surgery. He was out for the matchup, and you know you, you're you're missing a couple starters, and you know you have some some depth issues still. So you have to take that into consideration. But ultimately, I thought the team did very good at defending the run. There were some instances where I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, we could have done a better job of, of guarding that. But 55 carries for the Falcons, only 170 yards. Like I mentioned, 3.1 yards per carry. That is pretty pretty impressive from the Louisville defense, but unfortunately, the passing aspect of the defense was where the team struggled. Air Force came into the game, you know, not really, not really having to pass the past two weeks. Um, Daniels completed one pass in you know the second to last week of the regular season, and in the last week, Daniels didn't play, and they didn't even attempt to pass. So. Air Force came in they 9 9 completions 10 um, nine completions of 10 252 yards two touchdowns a lot of these receivers wide open uh, on that 64 yard touchdown for um, Brandon Lewis um, he had two on the day let's face it i mean there's not many ways that you can positively spin this because Hazy Daniels came into the matchup completing less than forty 46% of his total passes and having less than 1,000 passing yards on the season. He had over a fourth of that in just one game against the Cardinals. That's something that it's tough to swallow. Injuries or not, this is an, an offense that has not thrown the ball well all year long. And it's it, it, it poses a lot of concern for next year. It, it makes you... You know, question, okay, what 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 are we going to change schematically to make sure that this this defense that is adding talent, adding depth, is able to be put in the best possible position in the two thousand twenty two campaign, so we're not having this same conversation down the road. But ultimately, I, I think that you know it, it was it was it was one of those games where you know. Louisville didn't necessarily execute the greatest on offense and defensively. One side of the ball was good, passing-wise, not so much. And you know, from for the most part, uh, I feel like the uh, name of the game for Louisville has been the lack of of a complete game. And this was just more of a trend of contest to where they played solid for a certain amount of the game. Other amounts, you know, is the reason why you ended up losing. So we'll talk about what this means for. The team heading into the tw- into the offseason and into the 2022 campaign. Uh we'll we'll talk about that here in just a second. After we talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and toward the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action. Head to the website or user mobile device to sign up today. And receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKED ON. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and bet online is where the game starts. So, looking into a little bit of a, of a general sense and um, looking past the result of this game and kind of taking what we've um, taken from this game and applying it to where the cards are going to be in the off season. What is the focus and stuff like that? How does this alter your off season plans? And I I think that, you know, it's a little misleading using, you know, that phrase, how does it alter because, in all honesty i don't think it really changes anything if anything it reaffirms what you already knew needed to change or needed to improve number 1 offensively um you know not a lot of gripes come offensively i think that you know diverse you know uh, a diverse play you know play calling and uh, a variety of you know Different types of runs and and getting Malik Cunningham in in be, best, the best situations to you know allow him to succeed as a pocket passer as well as, as a scrambler, you know that would be my main number one thing to focus on for the offseason offensively. But yeah, you know, the moral the moral of the story here are not really the moral, but you know the um, you know the the takeaway from all this, and, and what we're kind of you know coming back to, is the fact that this offense should be right back in the in the hunt of things. I mean, you have the majority of your offensive line coming back, you have some very good skill receivers coming back and coming in, and then you are going to have one of the best running back cores in the ACC with Tyon Evans, Travion Cooley, assuming that he stays, um, Jalen Mitchell. And Joe Jordan, Jordan, etc. There's a lot of guys to focus on there. So offensively, um, you know, like I mentioned, you know, it's all it's all about the play calling aspect, getting guys you know to where you're, you know, being you're, you're taking away the predictability of, of what you're doing on offense. And I think that we saw strides in that this year, but it, it's going to have to continue to take steps to uh, allow the Louisville offense to uh, you know witness and achieve maximum success. But the defense is where things need <clears throat> to change, need to alter. Scott Satterfield said in the post-game press conference, I believe it was, oh my gosh, I forget who tweeted it. It might have been Eric Crawford. Um, it could have been maybe Mark Ennis. Someone in the Louisville Twitter sphere tweeted um, you know, from the conference that Scott Satterfield alluded to there being coaching changes, um, you know, multiple. I'm going to see if I can find that quick Um, I'm sorry I didn't have that prepared but ultimately I think that um, I I think that everyone realizes that things need to be done you know coaching staff wise there needs to be a a little bit of change Uh, here Eric Eric Crawford uh, posted the full exchange the question was how much of a priority is the staff change Um, you know and and the rest of it is not able to be made out Uh, Scott Satterfield Says, and I quote, Yeah, well, you know, so we got that. We'll be addressing that over the next few weeks before we get back in January. Uh, you know, several different positions that we'll hire, you know, in all aspects, really. And so we'll tackle that in the next two or three weeks. And then, you know, we'll see what happens over this period. You never know, player wise or coach wise, in this particular time of the year. This is the time where things happen in the coaching world. We've seen it. We we'll, we continue to see it every day. You know, but we'll make adjustments and we'll roll with it. And like I said, whoever is coming back here in January, let's be ready to get this program rolling. That's the message. So, you're know, reading through reading between the lines. There are going to be some changes uh, to the Louisville coaching staff. We'll continue to um, have that coverage for you here. But defensively is where things need to see the the biggest change. Um, I think that we're, we're doing a good job of adding depth to the program. I think with the one time transfer rule, you know, we, they got Muhammad Sinogo, MJ Griffin. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're contributing to the linebacker and the safety room. I still think, you know, they need, if this shows anything, it's that you have to continue to bolster the secondary, you know, the numbers of depth in the cornerback room are, are very slim right now I, I would expect that the, the team to add you know one to two guys in the cornerback room hopefully Kirow Clark is back excuse me etc and you know it, it, you re reaff- this this contest reaffirms what we've seen all year and that something you know needs to needs to be tweaked schematically um, the passing defense it, it seems like uh, you know, guys playing a little further off receivers, um, you know, in in third and fourth and short situations, which are kind of head scratchers, but um, I'm I'm willing to give Scott Satterfield, you know, and company this off season to you'll go through those uh, improvements and, and make sure you tweak them up because 2022 is going to be the prove it year. I thought that 2021 was going to be, but um, you know, the, the, this team in six and seven, they improved by two wins from last year. We saw, you know, this is a you know a couple a couple plays from being nine and three or, you know, ten and three. So, you know, it, it, it does suck that the fact that, you know, kind of the worst-case scenario came to to be in in those close games. But at the end of the day, we will continue to focus on how Louisville is going to approach the offseason with the additions. There will probably be more departures. We'll talk about the coaching carousel when that time comes. But ultimately, what this matchup taught us and what this contest means for how the offseason is going to be approached. It doesn't change anything, but it reaffirms what we already knew in that there's going to be some things that need to be tweaked on both sides of the ball. Some personnel issues need to be addressed in terms of adding more depth and more quality at certain positions, and we will continue to monitor that. January, I would assume, is going to be a very busy month for the Cardinal football program. So talked about this matchup in whole, or as a whole, I should say, the good, the bad, the ugly, the initial takeaways in reaction, and the overall uh, effect this game had or will have on how the team and program um, addresses the offseason and progresses in that realm. So tomorrow it's going to be some basketball talk. The basketball team returns to action after a COVID-related pause against the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. It's going to be a very solid matchup. Um, you know, to finish out the calendar year in 2021. We'll talk about that game and recap and stuff like that, all that and more on this episode of the Locked On Global Podcast or on the next episode of the Locked On Level Podcast. Before we get out of here, a couple quick shout-outs. The first of the Cardinal Sports on podcast, that next episode will be released on Sunday or Monday. Um, took a break for the holidays. You can get that on cardinalsportszone.com. And then the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert from Lee Sterling. You can follow that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But that's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.